Dunkin' cold coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' cold K-cup pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be. I'm Dr. Sabrina Steerwalt, and I'm Everyday Einstein, bringing you quick and dirty tips to help you make sense of science. In episode 135, called Why We Dump 28 Billion Pounds of Plastic into the Ocean, we discussed a recent study tracking the large amounts of plastic being dumped into the world's oceans each year. I gave the following tip for those looking to reduce their plastic waste. Give up the plastic items that aren't necessary, like foregoing a straw in your drink and carrying your own reusable shopping bag or coffee cup. This inspired a great question from an Everyday Einstein listener named Thor. He asks, Is this advice always the best for the environment? What if you lose a mug per year? Is it still better than using paper cups? What if you lose a mug every two years or every five? What is the break-even point? Put another way, the construction and destruction of a metal and or plastic travel mug has the same environmental burden as how many paper cups. As Thor points out, the metal and plastic used to make those travel mugs are both non-renewable resources, while the paper making up the disposable cup is not, although the disposable lids are usually plastic. Reusable mugs also don't stay with us forever. We break them, we lose them, or we just plain forget to bring them with us to the coffee shop. So are we really doing the environment any favors with our reusable products? When we decide whether to go reusable or disposable to have the most positive impact on the environment, we have to evaluate an item's so-called life cycle assessment. In other words, we must take into account a variety of possible environmental impacts, like global warming, carbon footprints, harmful chemicals, resource consumption, or ozone depletion that the item will have throughout its entire life. Then we must decide which ones outweigh the others or are the most important to us. For example, I used a mix of cloth and disposable diapers with my child. Cloth diapers may seem like the obvious choice for the best environmental benefits, less waste, but they are far from it. They may not fill up landfills quite as fast, but they require a large amount of water to wash, as well as energy to heat that wash water. Cotton crops also require a lot of water to grow, and almost a quarter of all pesticides are used in cotton farming. Since the overall effects on the environment of cloth versus disposable diapers are similar, I can opt for which kind of impact I'm more willing to make. If I lived in a drought-ridden place like Southern California, where water needs to be conserved, I may not have made the same decision to use cloth. Making disposable and reusable mugs both require resources. A ceramic mug has to be forged in a kiln, and it takes energy to get those high temperatures. That mug will also have to be washed, which requires water, and, you guessed it, more energy to heat that water. Let's also not forget the packaging that mug came in when you bought it. The paper industry has a reputation for not being the most efficient as far as waste and use of resources, so you can expect that more greenhouse gases were emitted to produce a paper cup than a plastic one. We are taught that styrofoam, for example, is horrible for the environment because it never biodegrades, but it takes less energy to produce that styrofoam cup than to produce a paper one. Comparisons of the life cycle assessments of reusable mugs versus disposable cups, while varied in the extent of their results, tend to reach similar conclusions. On a use-by-use basis, disposable paper cups require the fewest resources. However, repeated use of a disposable mug can make up for that difference. A thorough summary by researchers at Trinity College in Dublin estimated the life cycle assessments of reusable mugs 
in their case, ceramic or plastic, as compared to those for disposable cups, both paper and styrofoam. After making some assumptions on factors like the amount of required transport for each of those items and the efficiency of the dishwashers used to clean the reusable mugs, they determined the number of uses required to break even. In other words, they asked, how often do you need to use your reusable mug before the resources used to make it outweigh the resources used to make a disposable cup, minus the energy put into washing that reusable mug? Their report determines that you would have to use a ceramic mug 25 times to justify using it over disposable, paper or styrofoam, cups, from an environmental standpoint. The plastic mug would only require 16 uses to break even. The petroleum industry that makes our plastics is surprisingly efficient. These numbers are likely on the low side, since taking into account all possible environmental impacts is difficult. Their comparison focused on the non-renewable energy resources used and the global warming potential from using those resources. The impact of throwing the disposables in a landfill, after which they may end up in the ocean, for example, was thus not considered. Ultimately, pinning down a break-even number is difficult because precise life cycle assessments require a mix of many complicating factors. Additionally, the efficiency of one paper production plant to another may vary, as does the fuel used to transport different reusable mugs before they end up on the store shelf. In the end, you may have to decide what resource demands the most conservation or attention, whether it's the water for washing those reusable mugs or the waste polluting our oceans. Whatever you decide, don't forget to put fair trade coffee in that cup, which takes into account both social and environmental factors. Until next time, this is Dr. Sabrina Steerwalt with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Helping You Make Sense of Science. I want to give a huge thanks to all of you science fans for tuning in each week. As I announced last week, there's a change coming to Everyday Einstein. Starting in May, new episodes of the show will be released on Monday evenings instead of Fridays. I hope this new schedule will give you more time to satisfy your scientific curiosity during the week and maybe free up some weekend time for going outside. As always, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter where I'm at QDT Einstein. If you have a question that you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Hey, Everyday Einstein fans. If you like listening to my podcast, why not subscribe to our Quick and Dirty Tips newsletters? You'll get exclusive content, offers, and more delivered right to your inbox. Just head over to quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters to learn more. That's quickanddirtytips.com slash newsletters. Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed at home in your Keurig coffee maker with Dunkin' Cold K-Cup Pods. Just brew it hot over ice and enjoy flavor that's crafted to serve cold. The home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.